Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. everybody and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright and that right there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello everyone. Hello Pete Wright. Hello Nikki Kinzer. I'm hungry. Are you? Mmm. I wow. get hungry when we talk about meal planning. That's what we're doing today. Yep, that's the show. Yeah, this has been, uh, this was inspired uh, by uh, a listener, and we've we've talked about food before, but now we're we're ta- I don't know are we talking about it more time. seriously? Yeah, it's been a long time. But on the you know it's it's a great bridge episode, you know, conversation uh, after talking about our um, experience with um, you know for back to school and building the right routines and doing the right stuff there. It, it's this is a good one because. It's super important for students and really challenging to do, but it really applies to everybody. Figuring out a good meal planning routine is enormously important. Yes. That's what we're doing today. Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released each week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and uh, send us your thoughts. Uh, We would love to hear from you. This show is really supported and built and dedicated to you. And if you, if it has ever touched you, if something we've talked about has ever touched you or impacted your life, if you are making use of one of the many great forms or worksheets to help organize your day that Nikki has built and put together, if any of the resources we've ever created has supported you from Take Control ADHD or this podcast, we encourage you to consider supporting the show at Patreon. Become a listener supporter with a couple of bucks a month. You can be confident that what you are doing, what you're contributing to is the long-term health and growth of this show. That's most important. For five bucks a month, you actually get access to all kinds of other resources. You get access to our monthly video workshops that uh, Nikki and I prepare each month. Uh, You get access to more forms and downloads. And most importantly, you get a magic link at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. And if you subscribe to the show with that magic link, you get ad-free episodes there's no conversation about uh, ads or sponsors, anything like that. It's just the content delivered to you early before the rest of the world gets them. So uh, that magic link is a big perk for folks who subscribe uh, at that uh, higher level to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Thank you, everyone, for your support. 
All right, Nikki Kinzer. All right. So we, we say this is an inspiration from a Patreon listener. Uh, what was the request? Do you remember what the actual uh, request was? I, I think it was just simple. Just can you do a, yeah. a show on meal planning? Um, I don't Talk about remember. Food. I think she had some maybe some uh, yeah. dietary needs. Uh, okay. That she was planning for, but but this is definitely something I talk to uh, with my clients a lot. Actually, this is a pretty uh, uh, common routine that people want to develop. Oh, I imagine right up there with organizing space and and yeah. fighting you know clutter and lost stuff. I imagine this is right up there. Absolutely. Time, time space, and food. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I thought we would start with just giving some information about uh, why meal planning can be difficult uh, and why it's sure. difficult for ADHD. And I have to be very honest with everybody. This is very difficult for me personally. So when she was asking us to do a show, I'm thinking, oh man, what is that? Um, not FOMO. It's the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> came really loud because I was like, oh man, this is really difficult for me too. Um, but it is, it's one of those routines that are lifesavers. It can really make your week so much easier if you can do it. Um, however, it is overwhelming and it is something that if you don't have it broken down, it can feel really, um, so overwhelming that you're just going to wing it, right? Like I'm just going to wing this because I don't want to do it. It can be boring. It's not something that people really like to do. I don't really love to cook. I don't hate it, but it's not something I have a lot of time for. So to me, it feels like a chore. And I think that for people that don't love to cook, like it's not like this hobby, it probably does feel more like a chore, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you know, I, I go through phases where I fantasize about Soylent. Do you know about Soylent? No. It's this it's this uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, now, I guess it's not really a startup anymore. It's like a, a meal substitute, kind of a smoothie powder. But this this guy hated the idea of meal planning and shopping so much that he invented this complete nutrient package that you just drink a couple of oh. times a day and it gives you everything you need for your body. And it it just has kind of a generic flavor to it but right. supposedly you could subsist on just this alone and nothing else it has all the protein vitamins minerals everything you could possibly need and that sometimes i have fantasies of that like couldn't somebody just inject me with a thing that always made me feel satisfied and full so i wouldn't have to think about all this stuff because oh, yes. i think there's just you know that's the that's the fantasy now i i understand what happens with when you go that route. But it, there is a fantasy in there that's like, God, what a pain. It's such a pain. Which is really interesting because if you sit down and break it, if you actually break it down, and that's what we're going to do today, it really isn't that bad. It's just that yeah. it feels bad. It feels so much worse than it is. And I think that we tend to overcomplicate it. And that's what I know I was doing for sure. Is right. I was overcomplicating everything. and uh, Or I would say oversimplifying, right? And if you oversimplify, yeah. then you end up eating cereal at every meal, right? Right. <laughs> or you can, so, and for, and yeah. I have this complaint in my house, you tend to eat the same things over again. Yes. Like, and that, right. you know, I, I'm, I get that complaint a lot. And I'm like, well, yeah. if you want to cook, then you cook your dinner. That's right. <laughs> right? That's but right. yeah, it can be definitely um, 
cumbersome. So last week, we talked about routines. And as you said, Pete, this is an area that definitely deserves a routine and some structure around it. So what I want us to do is review some of the questions that we talked about last week when you're developing a routine. But I'm going to actually put it in the context of putting together a meal planning routine. Mm -hmm. So the first question I think people need to ask themselves, and it could be a very simple one or simple answer, is just what is the purpose of having a meal plan, right? We need to know what the purpose is of our routines. So what is it for you? How is it going to benefit you? And is it really worth the time for you to do this? So you've got to make sure that those the, the why is in place. And then you want to brainstorm your tasks, right? That was that kind of that next step. So what is it that you need to do to put together a meal plan? And we're going to talk about that specifically here in just a moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you need a checklist while you're meal planning? I don't know. I don't have a checklist because I kind of know what I need to do. But some people may want that. This is step one, step two, step three. When do you want to do your meal planning? You got to choose a day and a time frame that works um, for you most of the time. So I do mine on Sundays. Um, and that generally works out pretty well. Um, but everybody's work schedule is different. And so that's something you have to think about is when is a day that is consistent enough for you to be able to do that? And how are you going to be reminded? Right? Because mm-hmm. this isn't something that's just going to come naturally. It's not going to be something you just remember to do. So you need to have some kind of uh, notification, have it in your calendar, something that's going to kind of nudge you to say, okay, it's Sunday. This is the, the stuff you do on Sundays. And I do have a Sunday checklist that right. includes uh, meal planning. And then is there a plan B, right? Do you need to set something right. else up if you can't do it on a Sunday? What do you think? Yeah, good, having a good backup, right? Just right. So here's, here's the last thing, uh, you know, that we that we did. I, I think that's really smart. And, um, you know, I'm like you, I do it on, uh, we, we do our planning on Sunday and I actually took a picture. Can I share our, our routine? Sure. Yeah. Will this be in like show notes or how are the, yeah, you know, if you podcast? look at the podcast, I'll put a link to these pictures in the show notes. So if you're watching on the, on the uh, live stream, you're going to actually see it as I walk through it. But if you, um, are watching, uh, or if you're just listening to it, uh, you will see it. Uh, or you will not be able to see it. So look in the show notes and there'll be a link to Pete's Pete's rundown. So here you can see that you're in my photos, right? Mm-hmm. And you, this is our kitchen and it's not the cleanest, but you can see on the right there, hanging up on the war- board or on the wall, there is our whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And this is our routine whiteboard. And it behind, directly behind where I am here is our kitchen table. So you can see it's it's an easy, I, like I'm sitting at one end of the kitchen table to take this picture. Uh, and so uh, up close, as we look at it, you can see that uh, we have, this is, it's Monday and it's a weird last week of summer. So it's not that busy, um, but you can see uh, at the top, the colors, it says Sophie, Nick, dad, and mom, and each of us is in a different color. And so as you go down the board here, you can see that anything that's written, for example, doctor's appointment at noon is written in black. So that's a Nick appointment, but who's taking him? That's mom. So it has a blue box around it. Does that make sense? Right. Uh huh. Okay. So now you go down to the bottom row of this schedule and you see our meal box, right? And so we're, we plan generally what meal we're having, what night of the week on a Sunday night. 
this week is screwy because mom and Sophia are going to Wisconsin for the rest oh, of the week. Oh, right. So okay. Nick and I are hiding the evidence by not planning meals well, for the sure. rest of the it's week in public. Right. Yeah. We're going to have us some fun. But you can see we're having deli sandwiches tonight and we're having salmon burgers tomorrow night. And usually under there, as we get to the day, we'll write the sides. Uh, and then you can see that it's written in red, which means I'm the responsible party for pulling together these two dinners because everyone else is is busy or out. And so that's that's how we end up doing our thing. And then when we have items that need to go on the pickup list, we we put the groceries down on the little grocery section down here. So that's our little whiteboard process. And that works like gangbusters for us because we can write the color of who's responsible for the meal. We all discuss the meals for every night of the week during you know, our, uh, our our dinner on Sunday night where we're all sitting down at the table together. And, uh, you know, we end up having a, a nice, complete system. What do you think? Awesome. I like it. I like it. We, we found this this resource. And if you haven't visited nomnompaleo.com, you really should. They have these, Michelle Tam and Henry Fong are amazing people. They are, uh, they're wonderful food science people, but they're, um, in terms of like, that's the thing I struggle with more than anything is figuring out how to eat in a, you know, reduced gluten, um, kind of fashion, right? Because I'm a celiac family It's a long story. You, you all heard it before. So, um, this, the way this book is organized is a, something that we have adopted for our family meal planning. That is, it will tell you, it'll give you all of the recipes and it'll tell you, here's what you need to prepare on Sunday. If you are making sauces or things like that take a little bit longer, you make them on Sunday and then you'll use them in the meals that you are planning out for the week and all of those recipes. So this, the way this book is written, it actually has a week at a time recipes. So it just says, go buy all this stuff and then you'll have everything you need for every recipe we make this week. And they're all originally, it has like five, I think it has a full month of weeks that you can just rotate through different recipes uh, every day for a month so you're not repeating stuff over and over again. And that's something that we've kind of adopted even for our recipes outside of the book where, you know, we just say, oh, I want to eat these salmon burgers. And when we know salmon burgers, we know what goes with it because we've made it before. We know, right. you know, how we make them, that kind of a thing. That has been enormously helpful. And we have a shared uh, notebook in our shared digital organizer that that helps us keep on top of, you know, the recipes when we need to catch catch up with them. So I don't know if that makes sense, but mm -hmm. it really works uh, for us having that that weekend work, weekly, um, you know, calendar of meals and all of the resources that we need to build them yeah. up front. Yeah. I could not do it alone. I, I honestly, it would be a real stretch for me to do, to keep up with this on my own. Right. Um, it, it takes a but village. You guys do it together. Yeah. Yeah. So the routine that I, that I go through is basically on Sundays, what I do is I look at the calendar and I always look at what we're doing that week because that actually helps me figure out how many meals I actually have to plan for. So like mm -hmm. last week, I knew we were going to be out two times. We were going to be out on Tuesday and Friday. So then I really right. only had to do Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Right. So I kind of right. had to figure out, okay, I only have to do these meals, which actually makes me feel better because it's less than seven. <laughs> <laughs> then 
I think, okay, I can do this. I can put together four meals. This is okay. Um, and so I always look at the calendar. I always look at the number of meals I need to plan for. And then I use an app called Paprika app. I have used this app yeah. for a long time. <laughs> That's amazing. Tell me about it. Because I have heard so much about this app and I think I've downloaded it and I've, but it, it never stuck. What made it stick for you? Well, it's one of those things like anything, you have to kind of practice it and then go back and play with it and tweak it. So um, for me, I like it because I'm able to categorize it really easily. I'm able to put the, like if I have a website, I'm sorry, if there's a recipe that I'm getting off of a website, I can click the link and put it into Paprika. And then it actually does the whole recipe for me. So I don't actually have to write it out or act, mm -hmm. type it in, right? It just does all of this for you. And so that's also, I mean, that's a real plus. And then if you're going to have it for that week, it goes into your grocery list and then you can go in and either delete what you already have and don't need. And then you can use this grocery list as when you go to the grocery store of what it is that you need. So it's now, very- can, can you share this? Does it, does it, can you sync it with like, say your husband wanted to share it with you. So he's up to speed on the- the recipes My does that work doesn't care about this i know all. but what if what if your <laughs> husband did what if there's a fantasy land out there where your yeah. husband cares about this stuff i'm sure there is a way to probably share it i just have okay. never looked at <laughs> because he doesn't share care. this with me this is, this is my thing um but this is the thing that I've learned because what I would do before is I would actually put recipes in here that I hadn't tried yet. Uh -huh. And I figured what, what happened is that actually cluttered it up. So what I do now is I make sure that the only recipes that are in there are things that I know that my family likes that we've yeah. eaten and I've made. Because then it becomes my master meal list. Yeah. So I can actually go into Paprika, look at dinner and look at, okay, what, what do I have for Mexican choices? What do I have for Italian pasta? Do I want beef? Do I want pork? Do I want vegetarian? Do I want, um, you know, keto friendly? You know, all of those things are going to be in, cause I have them all categorized. That's, that makes sense to me. And so it, it, it makes it simple because I have the master meals in there. Once I decide what I want, then I take an inventory of what I already have in the pantry and in the freezer because yeah. I, I over buy food. I just, I buy too much food. So I right. always need to make sure that I go in and look at what we already have. And then I make a grocery list. So you have a wonderful like whiteboard. Mine is so simple. I basically open a paprika. I have a little notebook thing, whatever this is. Yeah. <laughs> I write down the meals. I look at what I need. I either will use the Paprika app or I'll just put it on a list of paper. Yeah. And I go grocery shopping. So, and I buy groceries just for the next couple of days because one of the things I hate doing is I hate going to the grocery store. I hate spending time at the grocery store. So I have found that if I only have to go and get a little bit of stuff and not for the whole week, then it doesn't seem so bad because then I know I'm only spending 15 or 20 minutes at the grocery store rather than like right. an hour. So right. I, I buy stuff for the next couple of days. And then like on a Wednesday, I may go back and get what I need for the rest of the week. Um, and we usually have one night that is out. So it's usually okay. always six or less evenings. 
Um, well, this is, it looks like a really uh, an interesting app, and yeah, they do have um, the, they do have the thing available for Mac, iPad, iPhone, Android, and Windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you're interested in checking out uh, Paprika, uh, it, it's really cool, and they've the screenshots that they're sharing. I don't I don't know. I mean, I it's it's pretty sexy. Um, I'm looking at this calendar. I love this calendar that they show. So you can put the put the recipes on a date uh, so you know when you're going to eat it and can jump to it. Um, I just I, I think it would be what I would want to do in, in order to make it work for us. It has to be visible to the entire family. Yeah. Right. Anything that's just one of us is planning is just it's a recipe (laughs) for uh, like confusion. And I don't want that and conflict. And, you know, that's why the Sunday family planning thing and and simplifying it to the whiteboard is is just it just makes you are lucky that your family wants to be involved. Yeah, I know. Well, we and and they, you know, I do think about what they like. So I will usually put in like a meal, you know, that I know that everyone's going to like. But other right. than that, I'm just like, okay, this is this is what we're having and no one cares. Um, well, and that's, that's one of the things that has been a real uh, blessing for us is that we started having these conversations on Sunday nights, whether the kids were paying attention or not. Mm-hmm. And eventually what they learn is if they're not paying attention, then we're going to make food that they don't like and that we love and yeah. somebody's going to bed hungry um if right. they don't like it and didn't participate in the conversation and that is conditioned behavior like yeah. we, we're able yeah. to you guys have been doing that for a long time that. we've been doing it for a long time and, and the kids are getting older so yeah i did that for a while but then it sort of was one of those things that just i ended up just taking it over yeah i totally uh, understand so a couple of things that i want us to to just point out is that i think that any kind of system you put together, we definitely want to make it as simple as possible and not time consuming because that's what we're afraid of. We're afraid that this is going to take forever. And so I think that one of the things that we have to do, especially if you're just starting out, like getting together a master list of meals, this is an ongoing process. You do not need to like sit down and think of every single meal you've ever liked and put it down on paper right now. You can plan your meal for this week and start building that list. And then next week, okay, what are we having this? And so then you're starting to gradually build it without it feeling overwhelmed. Um, How do you guys remember what to cook? Like I have to look at the master list for me to even remember what we like. How do you do that? Well, it's it. We start with uh, what was on the whiteboard last week, right? Because on Sunday yeah. we still have the last week up. Was there anything that we want to repeat? So that starts the list, uh, and then we'll go to, usually to the list of recipes that we like. From, for example, right now it's the, the book. book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we have a long running recipe. We we call it the recipe notebook in Evernote, and uh, that's shared between all of us, so we can go in and and look at the recipes that are usually it's the recipes that are right at the top because it's sorted by last edited, so we can see you know what were the last few recipes that we made and we could just say, oh, yeah, just run down the list on Evernote and say, here are the, the recipes we like. So uh, your master so. list is an Evernote. It absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. what I was. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Okay. And and uh, it's it, it makes it super easy for us to to go back and do that. And so and so our master list includes pictures of recipes that we've taken, um, you know, scans of recipes from grandma's cookbook. We can't cook anything from grandma's cookbook anymore. It's all just lard. Like, how did grandma survive? Like, <laughs> 
don't know. Yes, I know. Anyway, um, so we have all those recipes, um, you know, in in the recipe book. So it's easy to find if there's something we're like, if we want something with, you know, beef or pork or chicken, we can just search for chicken in the recipe book and it'll show up in our digital. But and it's our cookbook. So um, so that's kind of how we. Yeah. Well, and I do, I know that there's probably a lot of Pinterest fans out there. And I do have a Pinterest board that has a lot of saved recipes that I look at from Pinterest. My problem, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but man, a lot of the Pinterest recipes don't turn out very well, which is really um, discouraging. But I I do use that as another way to sort of just organize things that I may want to try. So it's just like it's it's a virtual cookbook of mm-hmm. sorts. And uh, so like last night, I, I did a salmon that was a recipe from Pinterest. And I figured, well, if I like it, then I'll put it into paprika. That eh, jury's still out. So yeah, I don't right. know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was okay, but it's like, you don't love it. So it's like, do you really want to make something that's just okay? Right. Yeah. So anyway, but that's what I, that's what I'll do with that sometimes. Um, But I think that, you know, the, the beauty of it is you just don't have to rely on your memory. So it doesn't have to be so hard when you're making that, that weekly plan. Um, I, I think uh, this is where my, the, the fireworks in my brain get set off because I, I really resent meal planning. I don't like it at all. It's a process that I just want to get through as fast as possible each week. So the idea of doing it more than once is, is super overwhelming to me. Like I, I would rather like just sit and be beaten through the process one time for each week than uh, like picking just the next couple of nights of meals and then doing it again later. But I that that is one of the your mileage may vary things. Like I recognize there are people who who just can only do one or two meals at a time. Absolutely. Um, and that's what you have to figure out. Yeah, like you have to figure me, that out. I know that if I don't do the planning on Sunday, then we will end up eating out. The, yes. especially the last part of the week. I just know that's going to happen. If yeah, I you just run out of do steam. like a couple of meals, uh, even if we don't have the groceries, but I only plan for a couple of meals, then it's going to definitely be at the end of the week, it's going to fall apart. So for me, it's important that I at least figure out what the meals are. Maybe I don't yes. get all the groceries at once, but I knew I at least know what the meals are. Well, that's the caveat. Like shopping more than once is fine as long as I know what I'm buying. Right. Because if I end up, I'm like you, if I end up listless at the grocery store, A, I'll eat all the samples right. and come home not feeling very good. I'll buy things I'll regret. It's, yeah. Yeah. I have to have a very laser-focused list. But I do have to say, I've I've, in the past, working with other clients about this, I did have a client who seven days was completely overwhelming. And when we broke it down to just three days at a time, she could do that. So it really is a matter of just seeing what works best for you and what is your, what's your habit? Like, what do you, what happens if you don't have it? You know, and I just, I know what happens. Well, and I would say, like, I I just spent some time with my folks, as you may recall. And one of the things that always gets me and, and throws me for a complete loop is one of the daily sort of chores for my family is going to the store daily for that day's meals. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, oh, my God, how do you live like this? Like, how do you do this buying everything each each day? Like, I I just don't have the time or the attention or the interest. To do that. Yeah. I know to do that. So this is something I have not done yet, 
But I'd be interested to hear if you've done it or if any of our listeners have. Um, but if you really hate going to the grocery store, there are delivery services out there that you can go online, make your list, and they'll either deliver it to you or you can go to the store and pick it up. We did for a while. There was the first grocery ser- grocery service to do this. I can't remember what the name of it was now. It escapes me, but it, it they went out of business. They were not able to compete. And so we did use them occasionally. It was more expensive. Uh, then just going to the store, the the delivery fee, we ended up feeling, you know, our grocery store is close enough that the delivery fee was not enough for our to compensate our time. And my wife actually really loves going to the grocery store. Like it's a thing that she she really enjoys. So we're per, we're yin and yang for each other around right. groceries. Um, so we haven't done it in a while, but there is something really really exciting about having somebody bring all your groceries to you and it's perfect they're beautiful they are and none of the eggs are cracked like everything is great um so uh, well and if i've had good luck yeah i mean i think it's definitely worth trying i i've had some friends who've done it and um they've really enjoyed it they went to one where they had to pick it up it wasn't delivered to their front door but they went yeah they had the curbside up, thing you pull curbside up side thing yeah and um there were a couple times where she would send me pictures of things that they messed up on that was just kind of funny. Like, yeah. you know, she wanted one can of something and she ended up getting like a big, huge, like business kind of yeah. can, you know, that's like going to feed a hundred people. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, we have used, I, I've used uh, like a Grubhub and things like that, like services where they bring you like meals from restaurants. Food. Yeah. And they screw up all the time. Right. And then yeah. I read this study about how they're, the drivers, like 80% of the drivers have admitted to eating your food on their way to your house. Like they'll eat some fries and things like that. Like I just, so I I know like at the grocery store, I feel like the last time we used it, they didn't have something for a recipe. And so the picker, the grocery picker called us and was like, standing at the store, like saying, okay, well, do you want the this version or the that version? I'm like, I could do that with my wife. Like, that's the conversation I have all the time. Yeah. Do you want this kind of thing? Like, why do I? So anyway, that could be frustrating. It could be. Yeah. But I, I guess the value I see in it is that, gosh, I would really like to just go online, check, 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 yeah, and not have to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> do it. But the problem with that is you're right. You, you, there's a lot of air there yeah. that can happen. So, um, but anyway, that's something that people could look into in their own hometown and see if that's mm-hmm. something that they'd be interested in. Now, the meal delivery services is another option. And that's what you're talking about is like the blue apron. There's Hello yeah. Fresh. There's a lot the of boxes. different ones out there. Um, right. I, I have not tried any of them. Um, the closest thing that I've done to this, which actually was really actually pretty neat. They don't have them in town anymore, but I went uh, to this place and I picked like so many meals and I pre-made everything and like ha- cut everything up and did everything the way that the instructions were. And then I froze it. And then I, so I had these ready to eat meals that yeah, yeah. I prepped and you could pay more to have them prep it and you could just go and pick it up. That's so you're doing the, it in like a in like an industrial kitchen kind of a thing? Yes. Yeah. So That's they cool. would just, I've never even heard of that. Well, they don't do it. They don't have them anymore. So I'm wondering oh. if it just was something that didn't pan out yeah. like they thought. Because pan out. I would <laughs> literally, yeah. I would do it when the kids were really busy with sports and yeah. everything, because then you could go in and have like, you know, six meals freeze them, not necessarily have them every day that week, but at least have some food in the freezer right. that you 
cook that I essentially made, you know. Right, right, right. Um, no, so that's, you, and that, that's you, essentially, these other, well, that's essentially what we do with this one is like you make all the stuff that you need for the week on a, on a um, Sunday and, and then you freeze it. We also have the routine of like when, when we're making salmon burgers, we always make the double recipe so that we get right. to freeze it and have it again, have the same meal with no prep. The following week, for example, but these the the Blue Apron. My experience with Blue Apron is was very very positive, and uh, uh, they uh, you know the food was always impeccably packaged and very fresh, and uh, all of the fish and the chicken it was all really fresh and good cuts of meat, and um, you know I I found that there was a good selection, a good rotation. Uh, that the only challenge that I had I think speaks more to me than than the service. Their estimates for cook time, it's supposed to be so easy, right? Everything's pre-measured. It takes all that out. But their estimates were cook time, I think, were for um, like expert, like TV level chefs. And so it always took me way, way too long to make these meals. So I felt like it I was making a new meal for the first time. And it would always take me way longer than making a meal that I was super comfortable with and had had made before. And so I know I would get better at that. And we did it for probably six months. And um, I, I did get better when you started having recipes that repeated that you liked and you yeah. requested again, that kind of a thing. But but I just felt like it, it, it maybe it wasn't saving me as much time as as I thought. As it you- certainly saves the grocery shopping time because they right. send you the food. But in terms of day of prep, when I really need the savings... Um, Good point. Uh, it it was harder, and I so again, I think that might have been me, like not being an alpha level chef. <laughs> chef I don't want to talk about me anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it is definitely something I think to to think about if it's some you know if you're looking at different options around meal planning. This is it's out there and yeah. uh, a lot of people have good experiences with it. Um, well, and I would I would add to that, like it reduces choice. And sometimes yeah. the paralysis of choice is is the the big sticking point in my head. Right. And That's just right. not having to think about what I'm going to eat tonight is the hurdle I need to get over. This is a great way to do that. Absolutely. So recently I was working with a woman who's single and we were talking about meal planning and she was on a um a special type of diet that she was following. And one of the things that she was doing is on Sundays, she was making uh, lots of different chicken breasts and she would put them in portion, like one, you know, one portion size individually, put them in the freezer. She also made like um, a couple of soups on a Sunday and froze that. So she knew that that's what she had for, um, for lunch you know, that week. So she did a little bit of prep on Sunday to set herself up to make easy meals. So it was easy for her to come home, uh, put the chicken in the skillet, you know, roast some vegetables and she was good to go. Um, so that's something else to think about if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to do some of the prep on Sunday for the week. Yeah. Honestly, that's not something that I do or have ever done, but I know it works for people. So yeah. yeah. You know, again, just giving you guys options. And and I would say if you've if you've never considered uh, like if there's one device that we added to our our kitchen in the last year that has dramatically changed the pace at which we are able to prepare meals for the family. It is the instant pot. Yes, I was going to say we have it, too. And it, it does make a big difference. 
We use it every day from yeah. cooking rice to rotisserie chicken to, I mean, everything can go in it. And there is a recipe for adapting just about any meal that you can think of right. to Instant Pot. It is a revolutionary kitchen device in our house. Absolutely. Uh, it, it is I agree. incredible. So um, there, there's no. even a recipe for like I... I was blown away just, to, you know, it, it was a great tool. And then it was my turn to, to cook. And oh, I was supposed to thaw the chicken and I didn't thaw the chicken. And there's just, you're not supposed to do cooked chicken that hasn't been thawed. It's, it's unless you have an Instant Pot. I took a, a frozen chicken and I put it in the Instant Pot. There's an adaptation for cooking a frozen chicken and it pressure cooks, fast cooks, incredible cooks this thing and comes out with a rotisserie chicken with like potatoes and onions and everything all at once. And it, 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 Amazing. it was, everybody loved it. Everybody <laughs> loved it. Like that saved my bacon. So, um, well, and yeah, we have fan. it too, but I have to say, I still use my crock pot. In fact, I'm going to use it today. Um, and to me, crock pots are really easy meals because you're prepping them in the morning, which is where I have more of my energy than I do yeah. in the evening. And there's not a lot of cleanup because everything is in that crock pot. So it's very yeah. easy to just, you know, clean. So instant pot, crock pot, all of these. Well, like, it is. And you can use oh. the instant pot for crock pot cooking. Yeah. Like you can cook yeah. it as a, use it as a slow cooker or as a pressure cooker. Right. And that's kind of the nice thing. So we were able, we, we put our crock pot away just because of that, but we could, we do everything. We, we make bone broth in it. We make, yeah. I'm, I mean, bone broth that used to take days and days. You can pressure cook bone broth and, and, you know, freeze, you know, a ton of beautiful bone broth in, in just a few hours. It's mm -hmm. really great. So mm -hmm. those kinds of, I, I think, you know, we're in agreement. Yes. A uh, couple other things I would say as far as other ideas to think about. If you have uh, certain meals that you like that are more of like pantry um, staples. So for example, if you don't feel like cooking or you don't know what you're going to cook or something unexpected happens, you know, what are the soups or pasta or sandwiches that you like? Or can you have breakfast for dinner? We do this pretty much weekly anyway, where yeah. we always have a breakfast for dinner. Um, but just having things on, on um, I want to say in stock, but just having things there ready for you so that you're not sitting there thinking, oh, I need to have takeout because I have absolutely no food. That's a place I've been many times and it's not very much fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, last idea I have about this is, uh, Pete, you had mentioned taking away the, the choice, right? All of the decisions that have to be made. So there are um, a couple of tricks that you could uh, put in play that, that actually allows you to have more structure, fewer choices on the menu. And that's just rotating the same meals you know, either on the same day or every two weeks or whatever. So you're basically eating, you know, the same stuff on a pretty consistent basis. Some people don't care. Some people are probably perfectly happy with that. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it just makes things simpler, right? Just makes things yeah. easy. Um, you know, consistency, when we talk about routines and consistency, we all want to be consistent. I know that that's really difficult to do because things happen. Sundays, you may not, I may not be here. I may be out of town or I just may not feel like doing it. Um, but I also know that when I do do it, it's better for me. It's better for my family. And so if I can't do it on a Sunday, I try to get it done on a Monday or a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, whatever day right. it is, I try to get it done um, and just keep doing the best I can because I know the benefits there. And... Um, you know, it's a struggle. It is, but 
it's worth it. Well, it's it's a struggle. It's one of the most important routines you can master, though. Uh, it, it live healthier, feel better, feel stronger. Save um, money. Yeah, save money. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, you'll be better looking. All of those things. All of those things. Yeah. There you uh, go. This has been great. This has been great, Nikki. Hope it helps uh, others out there. Thank you just in terms of how you think about the food. Thank you, everybody, for your time and your attention. Uh, and let us know how it goes. Uh, make sure to jump into the Discord uh, server and, and let us know if you're a patron. And we'd love to see you over there. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. Thank you for your time and attention. We'll see you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.